Hi, guys, and welcome to the Confessions of a Millennial podcast. My name's Julia. And I'm Fatima. And we're your podcast for all things millennial, confessional or not. Hi, guys, and welcome back to Confessions of a Millennial podcast. Today, we are talking all about women in the workplace because we are those women. Woo-woo! Go women! Breaking those glass ceilings. (laughs) This is a good one. This is a good episode. Um, You know most women work. I mean, the, the, there's a significant percentage of women in the workplace more than ever before. So this is a really great topic that we're touching on. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's dive right in. Okay. So first question to kick things off, do pay and responsibilities affect you due to being a woman? So essentially your pay versus the responsibilities of the role Do you see a difference, whether positive or negative, from being a woman in comparison to your male counterpart, for example? I think in my experience, I've never had it with responsibilities. Like I've never not been given something over a guy. So I appreciate that. But currently as a woman looking for a role, because that's where I'm at at this point in my life, I find I'm having to like fight with like not physically fight, but sort of fight for my worth, Right. like have to give reasons why I'm worth this salary. And I just don't think men have to go through that. So I could be wrong. Yeah. So do you think it is because of, because of the fact that you're a female, you have to justify your value to a certain dollar pay? Honestly, I think so. And it's kind of frustrating because I mean, I'm just as capable. My resume 100% speaks for itself. Yeah. You know, there's nothing to think otherwise. So that to me is really frustrating that, you know, and I've even worked for some employers where I've gone in and they've just been like, there's no wiggle room. Mm -hmm. And I always wonder if it was a male, would the options be different? Right. What about you? you? I hear you. So I guess I can say for most of my career, I worked for one large bank. And then now I, I work for, you know, a much smaller company. Mm -hmm. In terms of responsibilities, I wouldn't really say that being a woman has affected me negatively. Yeah, I feel for the most part, I've been treated pretty fairly, with the exception of one situation, which I wouldn't really say that it's because I was a woman. I feel like those were different factors. And if anyone has listened to one of our previous episodes, I kind (laughs) of touch upon it a little bit. So um, in that case, I don't really think so. I feel like I've always been very um, blessed, I guess, to have good managers, good mentors. And then even in my current company, same thing. Um, In terms of pay, I do feel that earlier on in my career, when I was in my early 20s, didn't have as much experience, that I maybe got a little shafted by pay because of being a woman. And now that I do have a lot more experience in terms of going through that whole cycle of getting a job and sort of negotiating, that's not really the case anymore. But yeah, it's happened a a few times really early on in my career, um, where I kind of just took the role not knowing. And then there was a situation later on in my career. However, I did turn down the role 
Because again, if you know your worth and in very rare cases, do I feel that women will ask for more or an unrealistic salary? Right. They generally will ask for a fair compensation, taking into consideration, you know, tenure, how much experience they have, um, even like the value that they bring to the table, education, um, and just taking the the pay scale into consideration for what that role would generally pay, the average of that pay range. So it's happened. Um, I've learned from it. And I definitely don't let that happen to me. I think early on in your career, also, you think, oh, I have to take this job because I need to make money. And, you know, who knows when I'll find something else. However, uh, you know, just like a friendly, like little inspirational message that I want (laughs) to send out for everyone, you know, just as much as you need the job, they also need you. So don't, you know, don't sell yourself short because you found this job, which means there will be many more that you can find. So. Right. And I mean, I definitely think that that's great advice to give out too. The other thing too, is that when you are starting out, it's harder. I don't even know if it's harder for males as it is as females, but it's harder to have a leg to stand on when you have no experience. Yeah. But, you know, for someone like me in the role that I'm looking for, I have eight years experience, which is quite significant. And I'm still having to justify why I'm worth this amount of money. And I've looked at market values and things like that. And everything's on par. You know, I'm not asking for a million dollar salary a year, which would be swell. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, it's still kind of crazy. But I definitely feel like it's because I'm female. I think also nowadays, lots of companies, I mean, pandemic aside, are generally just trying to save budget. And, you know, I guess this is sort of their idea of how they can try and save a little bit of money for the organization. I mean, women generally get paid, what is it, 80 cents on the dollar lower than their male counterpart? Yeah, something like that. Don't quote me on that exact figure because I don't really remember, but approximately that. So for every dollar that your male counterpart is making, you're making 80 cents. So that, that starts to add up after a while. Um, but I also think that, I don't know if this is something you do, but generally whenever I'm going in for an interview and I'm at that kind of negotiation sca- stage of salary, right. I will kind of put a list of things together, which goes back to your part about like having to justify why you're worth mm-hmm. this salary versus what they're offering. Um, you know, just a list of my experience, what I bring to the table and how essentially I'm worth this dollar amount. And you know what I mean? Uh, Again, I don't know if, if men have to do that, but I have one couple of friends, couple of male friends that I've spoken to over the years, and they have also sort of been in that situation where they've also asked for a raise or they've gotten promoted they've asked for a dollar amount, but it hasn't been given to them. Okay. Yeah. So I think in some cases, yes, it's, you know, kind of woman versus man. Right. But in some cases, I also think it's not even just the fact that it's male men should get paid more or the, that thought process, but is the company is just trying to save money any which way and kind of get someone to take on the job at a lower salary or as low as they can possibly get it. 
You know what kills me though is that like to your point where these companies just want to lower salaries, if you hired better people that could do the job of three people and paid them maybe like two of those people's salaries combined, you just saved like 50K. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? They, they're so, they're more concerned with like cutting a budget versus getting super efficient and effective people and then not having to replace them, not having turnover, not having, you know, that kind of stuff because they're paid fairly yeah. and they're happy and they want to stay. And that that's also a really good point that when you get an employee who is good at their job, good at their, you know, the roles and responsibilities of uh, whatever you're hiring them for, and you want to keep them. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you want to keep them? So if that's the case, why wouldn't you fairly compensate them? Because think about the time and effort and the investment you have to make to train them and get them onboarded before they're actually productive, because there's always a learning curve for any, for any role. So wouldn't you want to pay them fairly to get them to stay as long as possible? And those types of people are so efficient that essentially, if you're taking two, you know, two people's job and kind of combining it into one, which there are lots of companies that need to downsize a little bit. You yeah. Can sa- that's another way you can save instead of paying two people, you know, a hundred K you can pay one person 80 K and you're saving 20,000, for example. Right. And you're also getting someone who's going to do their job exceedingly well. Exactly. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. That's a really good point. All right. So question number two, um, have you faced any uh, glass ceilings uh, as some women do? And I guess this kind of varies in the different industries and maybe what level of role you're, you're in. So as you know, the majority of CEOs and presidents of companies are men versus women. Right. And for any that have had a female, for example, Pepsi had you know, a woman, but when she retired and stepped down, they replaced her with a man, for example. Have you had any glass ceilings that you've kind of hit before? Um, Due to being a woman. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard. I don't think so. But the thing is, and I'll just be candid. So I've done, I've been an executive assistant for the last eight years. And I don't know a lot of men that do that role. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's the fact of the role that I'm in. Yeah. Because I don't, I've personally never met a male who's an executive assistant. I know friends of mine have, but I think they're very far and few between. So maybe that's fine. I don't know. What about you? Have you had that? Yes. I kind of had a few instances. Well, a few is exaggerating. I think I've had... No exaggerate. <laughs> two, two, I want to say two instances. Maybe one, maybe one. One or two. Let's just go with okay. one or two. Um, one was actually was funny because the person who I met with, and this was sort of my my networking approach, is when I work for a company, especially large ones where you know you have thousands of employees it's always great to just network and then with larger companies there's also so many different departments so right what i like to do in my previous company is meet with people for you know a 15 20 minute coffee and kind of chat with them get to know them and and so on so 
it also opens up the door to meeting new people and networking with more people. So I actually had a coffee with someone from HR and she, you know, was such a lovely person. She introduced me to somebody else who was a senior director of one of many departments. Um, yeah. We had a great conversation and we're just sort of chatting about my career. And I explained that, you know, I'm looking to progress in my career and continue developing and continue moving up and growing within the organization. And she, I, I don't know if it was just my honesty that kind of threw her off because at the end of the day, we're all here to get paid and we all want to grow and develop in our careers. No one wants right. to sit at, you know, like a 20k salary for the next 30 no. 40 years doing, you know, <laughs> not at cost of living in Toronto. Exactly. So <laughs> I think she was a little taken back possibly, but she didn't really she didn't really ask me too many questions, but she told me that I was still too fresh to be moving up. Um, wow. Yeah. Which was, which was interesting because I had already been working for the company for about 10 years. And so I had, yeah, I had quite a bit of experience. I had worked with in some of the more, I guess, prime departments where I learned quite a bit by, you know, for example, being on the front line and understanding customers and, and whatever else there, there was. Um, and then she, told me that I shouldn't tell people that I want to move up in my career and that I should stay in my current role for a few more years, which was quite interesting to me because. Wow. Yeah. It was interesting because she also obviously had moved up in her career. It's not as if you graduate and you're just dumped into a VP role, right? Everyone has to move up. So I found that very interesting. And second of all, the fact that she was a woman sort of, telling me that I shouldn't be moving up and I shouldn't be trying to move up. Um, I was a little taken back and I was a little dumbfounded, wasn't really sure what to say. So I said, okay, thanks for your, you know, your candor. Um, And, you know, if, if there's anything else, like if you, we can follow up and kind of have a chat in a few months, you know, this isn't just like a one-time meeting grade. I love to keep in touch with people sort of right. very, you know, just trying to keep it very light and airy. But what I would later on thought about is what I should have asked is what, why shouldn't I tell people that I want to move up or move up and progress in my career? Because for me and maybe not for everyone, I do believe in honesty and yeah. I want to be honest, uh, you know, I worked in this company for 10 years, and I'm looking to progress in my career now. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I do believe that maybe it's just we're a different um, generation. I think that's true, too. But I also think like, even if she wanted to give you advice that maybe you didn't want to hear, she could have even just said like, you know what? It's great that you want to move up. It does take time. So you might have to stay in a role for, you know, three to four years mm-hmm. and build that experience. Yeah. But once you do like, you know what I mean? I feel like it's just the approach and the fact that she treated you that way probably means that she was treated that way and Possibly. not to sound mean, but it was probably by men. Yeah. Um. So that sucks that that was, you know, the advice that was, or if you could call it advice, that that's what was relayed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do now that I sort of think about it and spent many years in marketing and understanding the different types of generations, I do think that that generation was not as open and honest. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Millennials as us are a little bit more candor about what they say. There's kind of like the no BS approach. And then the generation after us, which is Gen Z's, they're even more of the honest, you know, no fluff, get to the point, very direct about like their approach, not in a negative way, but just like, hey, you know, I want to move up my career. That's it. I want to, you know what I mean? Versus us, it's a a little bit of that, but also a little bit of, you know, kind of fluff, I want to say. And then the generation before us is, oh, you, you would never be as honest about something like that. Right. My only concern, and no offense to anyone who's listening who's a Gen Z, um, but my only, or is it Gen X? Gen Z. Gen Z. Okay. My only concern with some of them is because I have cousins who are Gen Z. Yeah. <laughs> and I love them, but a lot of them are like, like just started working or like are about to start working and they're like, why aren't I making 100K? <laughs> and I'm just like, guys, like, you gotta, A, you gotta work for it. Like, everyone has to pay their dues. I don't think that is ever gonna go away. Like, yeah. everybody needs to pay their dues. That doesn't mean that you should be paid like, you know, 10 cents an hour or be a slave to somebody. Yeah. But, you know, you gotta take it in strides and, and take the opportunities where they come and, you know, volunteer if it's a great, if it's going to open a door, like who yeah. knows, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's my only thing with them. That's Whereas funny. I think millennials, we were still, because we were behind the generation before us, we were still kind of hit with that. We're yeah. like, you have to like really work hard. And I mean, maybe that's not all millennials, but all the millennials I know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay your dues, guys. Yeah. That will, and you're absolutely right. That will never go away. Everyone has to pay their dues. I think maybe sometimes people think, oh, I I have a degree, so I should just automatically make tons of money. But that's not really the case. Your degree opens up doors, but it doesn't necessarily get you through those doors. You know what I mean? You need to work hard to build up the experience and, and then get through, you know, those doors that'll pay you the bigger bucks. But there's been very few few situations, excuse me, where I have heard of people kind of jumping through their career a lot quicker and getting to where they want to be, where they're making the big bucks. And it does happen, but guys, right. not very often. So pay your dues, get ready. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing too, just to add to that. So I have a, a very fancy degree that I don't even use. Yeah. But I know that having, you know, when I apply for a job, having a bachelor's of science on my resume yep. gives me that nudge through the door of, exactly. okay, well, she went to university. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's as much credit for it as I get. Yeah. I don't get, I mean, mind you, I'm not working in my field. So that could be a different, you know, variation at the same time. But that's what I mean. Like, that's how little usage I get out of it. So yep. if I'm coming out of school with just a degree and no experience, there's nothing not to be rude, but there's just nothing special about me. Exactly. What do I bring to the table that someone with five years experience doesn't? Exactly. And keeping in mind that every year, 50,000 students graduate from each school. So keep in mind how many people are entering the workforce every year, how many people in your program just graduated, not just in your school, but in 50 other universities, for example, across the country. And a bunch of people I used to work with, some of them are working in that field and some of them aren't. Yeah. And how do you differentiate yourself from those people, for example, right? Yeah, 100%. And the other thing is that, 
you know, Jules, you know, that most people, majority of people in the workforce don't actually do the job or anything related to the degree they, they studied. So, Correct. I'm living proof. Yeah, there you go. So really <laughs> your degree is more so to show that everything outside capable. of, yeah, like the fact that you can work hard and get through an entire project, like your degree is essentially this four-year project that you're going through. The fact that you can finish it and get there, like it, it shows so many other skills outside of the fact that, oh, I should just be making 100K, right? So yeah. like you said, it's that check mark that a lot of companies look for that, oh, this person has their degree. Okay, great. Yeah, we know they're reliable. Exactly. That's the thing, right? It's like, okay, great. You have a degree. What else? What else? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So and I feel like, I mean, again, this is because I'm not working in my field, but I feel like I learned so much more hands-on mm-hmm. than I did in terms of just having a degree. I hear you because I studied marketing. I have a master's in marketing and I work in it, but I got more from working in marketing than actually studying it. For sure. Hands-on experience. You learn so much more and a lot quicker than studying theory. That's always been my prerogative. I don't feel like you need a degree for a lot of industries and jobs with the exception of a few you know, such as engineering, for example, or going to medical school, there's very few exceptions. But for right. the most part, you don't necessarily need a degree to do a lot of jobs, you just need the hands on experience. But the degree is that check mark that companies look for. Yeah. yeah, because they want college graduates, they want alumni. Exactly. All right, moving on. That was a good, that was a good little, little banter conversation. Um, So we've chatted a little bit about some of the challenges that women face in the workplace. Let's talk about some of the positives. So what are some positives that you've seen of being a woman in the workplace? And this can kind of vary with anything. Right. Um, It's not that I'm like really quiet. It's not that I don't have none. I just, I'm wondering if they are specific to me as a person versus women as a gender. Okay. So I'll give you an example. Um, I'm a very confident outgoing person in case you guys couldn't tell. (laughs) And I feel like that has gotten me in the the door and in the rooms of big meetings and people have asked my opinion because Mm -hmm. they know I'm intelligent. They know I'm participating. Um, they know that, you know, behind the scenes when the work on a project or something needs to be done, I'm the one who's doing it most Mm -hmm. of the time. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to think that's all women, but I just don't know if someone who, for example, is maybe a little more introverted, a little more shy, if they're getting the same opportunity that I am just because I'm outgoing. Right. But if that's the case, then that's amazing. And I'm happy that all women are getting that. Um, But that's a positive that I've experienced. Um, So I guess I don't really have any example saying where I would say that, you know, there has been positives specific to being a woman. Right. Or, you know, that was why that happened because I was a woman. But what I you know, want to say is that I've worked for some really great managers, both men and women, right, who I've seen treat 
everyone fairly, whether you're a man or a woman, give people the same amount of responsibilities, give same the same amount of mentorship, give mm-hmm. the same amount of opportunities and, and treat everyone the same, um, whether they have a close relationship with certain people or not as close of a relationship. So I guess I'll get into a little bit more detail just so it's a, it's more clear. But one of my managers, one of probably the best managers I've ever had worked in Halifax, for example. And so our relationship was very remote for most of the, most of the, the most of the years that we worked together and our team and our entire department essentially was sort of across the country located in different parts of Canada. And we would get together every two or three times every fiscal year for meetings. And it would just be an opportunity for us to kind of connect face to face. And there was another counterpart of mine equivalent who was a male also in Halifax. Um, And we were never treated differently, even though there was obviously a close relationship with my manager and my counterpart because they both lived in Halifax. But I was always treated exactly the same. I was always afforded the same opportunities. And he was really great in really focusing on where I wanted to develop in my career and giving me those opportunities and those projects and those people to connect with um, through my work. So in that case, there there's those types of positives that I've seen, which is, I feel like, a step forward for women because... Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard and seen of other people of not having the best managers and sort of being treated differently because they're a woman or treated less fair. Um, So that's something that I think is really great to see in, let's say, most people in the workforce. (laughs) Yeah, ideally, ideally most people because the tides are changing. So I I know. So that's that's always really great to see. Yeah. And I mean, if have I met this person? My manager? Yeah. Uh, no. However, you oh, met okay. you met uh, my counterpart. Okay, so I met him at your wedding. Yes, we were at the same table. Same table. And we just like instantly became friends. He yeah. was such a rad dude. Yeah. So yeah, that's why I was thinking. I was like, wait, is this the person I think it is? Yeah, and it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Unfortunately, the my manager who I also invited to my wedding, wasn't able to make it just, you know, obviously different cities and taking time off and, and so forth, which is absolutely fine. But yeah, if you met him, you would have loved him as well. He was an amazing, just an amazing person overall, but also a really yeah. amazing manager. <laughs> and it's nice to work with good people like that because, yeah. you know, there's some not so cool people in the world. And I know we've talked about it in previous episodes, yeah. But it is also like such a gem and like a rare find when you like genuinely make a friend. Oh my gosh. It it so is. It really is. It's such a nice feeling and it's very comforting to have in the workplace because yeah, it can get stressful sometimes. It can be exhausting. Sometimes you work with, you know, partners that are not so nice and Mm -hmm. and whatnot. I mean, there's always ups and downs in work. So to have that certain few people that you have that great relationship with makes such a huge difference. Yeah, it really does for sure. Um, So I have kind of just like an off the top question about a a women in the workplace. So we've talked about, you know, what are the positives, but 
have you ever, because obviously, you know, it's come to light more that women make a lot less than men and Mm -hmm. things like that. Have you ever experienced or worked for a company that was trying to change that? And actually compensate people fairly? Yeah. And and not even just about compensation, but maybe about like treatment across the board. And that would, you know, reprimand people who were like, like if they were men and they didn't like that, that they were fighting against it. Have you experienced that? Um, not directly. The previous company that I worked for, which was pretty big bank. So there was obviously, you know, hundreds of departments, I want to say. Right. There, I did hear of those um, sort of approaches happening in some departments, Um, new, you know, VPs or senior vice presidents coming in and and making those types of changes and bringing that stuff to light, which is really great. Um, Or just the reevaluation of a department and you know, the equivalency of that role to another organization and those people being fairly compensated. And there were situations where there were not and an entire department, for example, got a paid bump. So not necessarily female only. Although in that sort of case, maybe it was just women that weren't being fairly compensated. And so they, they got that paid bump. But yes, I have seen it not directly, though. Okay, that's cool. Which is nice. Yeah. I don't think I have, but I feel like we're right on the cusp of it. So hopefully. Fingers crossed, right? Yeah. (laughs) Fingers crossed we keep moving forward. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So thank you everyone for joining us for our latest episode. And we can't wait to see you guys on the next one. Stay tuned for the next confession. Bye guys. Bye.